Welcome back to Bros in a Landfill! Just another brief respite from the inexorable loneliness of existence in an uncaring universe forced upon all of us. Damn, COVID really is, has hit us hard. Uh, luckily, um, d- despite the layoffs, despite the loneliness, despite the social distancing, one thing will never betray our trust, and that is board games. <laughs> For you see, I, Tribian, uh, not Tar, Tribian, uh, has... Uh, spent quite a bit of um, time these last few months um, jobless uh, uh, playing board games at a local board game lounge, which is <laughs> jobless sucks cool. to be you. Damn straight. Hey, I'm still looking for a job, but you know what fills the heart when you're not looking for a job? Uh, gotcha games and board games. <laughs> Mostly gotcha games, but board games why really do, you, do help. Why are when you you're playing just... gotcha games when you don't have a job? Yeah, I mean, just don't spend money, uh, okay? Uh, yes. But, no, um, it's all serious. It's like, um, like, some of the time, like, one of the few things that have kept me sane these past few months is, um, meeting up with one of my colleagues who was also laid off, um, but playing board games at a, um, local board game lounge. And, like, yeah, we're sitting there for a few hours wearing a mask, uh, playing games. But, you know what's the cool thing about board game lounges? For, like, uh, like... Like five to ten dollars for like a day. Like I can just the cool sit there and play. Yeah, it's like I can play games that cost like forty plus dollars, and just have a fun time without spending that forty plus dollars, and just to have a catalog of games. Catalog of games. I can go to the refrigerator and buy myself some ramen and just be like, "Yeah, boy, oh, I'm king. Cool. Hell, I, I love ramen." Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few bottles in the refrigerator. We're gonna watch. Wait, hang on, hang movie. on. What? What's your favorite flavor? I would say probably the melon flavor. You're wrong. Uh, which flavor is your favorite? Lychee. Wait, which one? Lychee. I haven't tried that one. Um, I, I haven't even seen that one, so you're probably right, but I'm just going to say you're wrong for the sake of the argument. Thank you. Um, hey, anyways. So, what kind so, of board games you've been playing, my dude? Well, but my dude, you you see, uh, <laughs> last year we um we talked about uh two specific card games. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Star Realms and As- Star Realms and Ascension. Um, uh, we can talk about those later. But um, did you did you? I, ever I really know did that... talk about Star Realms, huh? Yes, you did. Uh, much appreciated. You filled content. <laughs> you you make good content. Um, Do I? Yes. Um, and then. So you're aware of these things called um, deck builders. You yes, yes. Have cards and you build it's decks. Been a long have you ever heard of the cards? I played. I haven't had an excuse to play. I want to play again, but like, uh, I'm a hermit. Mobile doesn't play have like the access to people. We we can play like the mobile or computer version together. Yeah, at some that's point. gross. It doesn't have any of the expansions. <laughs> the mobile version has all the expansions. But you have to buy them. Yeah, I bought them. I don't know. Anyway, like physical. So, yeah. Well, anyway, actually, you've heard of... I bought. Actually, no, they were all like gifts. I think. <laughs> Anyways, you've heard of a uh, fucking deck builders, but have you heard of a dice builder before? Yes, because you sent me a video right before we started. Recording. Wow. Wow, Tar! Thanks, thanks for um, <laughs> ru- ruining my elaborate like scheme to wow you in the audience with your 
a completely accurate. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Like, oh, that was that uh, was that was a scheme. Okay, um, try that again. Uh, so you've heard of deck builders before, but have you heard of a dice builder? No, I haven't tried. Please tell the world about this unique concept. So in a deck builder, you build a deck, and in a dice builder, you build dice. Wow. <laughs> um, so one of the um, <laughs> games that I um <laughs> got acquainted with uh, at this um, board game shop was um a little thing called Dice Forge, where it's a game where you forge dice. Now, there's been some other dice builders in the past, but nothing like this. And rather than just making a deck of dice, you're actually forging your own dice using Lego pieces. I mean, it's they're not really Legos, but it's essentially the same principle where you just you, right. sn- you snap in the, the faces of the die. And yeah, the, the, yeah, the... I can't imagine yeah. how difficult it was to get, like, the molding for those uh, I know. empty dice just right. Yeah, but... Like, okay, by itself, I think it's a fun game. Like, it, it kind of plays similar to, like, other, like, dog bitters and stuff in the sense that you're, um, like, amassing points, amassing, like, attack amassing, points. Or... Amassing points to buy dice faces? Yeah, pretty much. Or, like, coins, or you also defeat monsters to get points from those and other effects. It's it's the same sort of principle as your Ascension, your Star Realms, or your, um, like, or your, like, DC, um deck builder game which is actually pretty fun tard's not a media person so like i won't talk about that but uh yeah but what really sets dice forge apart is the production value <laughs> like like as tar was saying like being able to mold the, the mold the specific like those the right specifications to work is one thing but like as i showed well, tar before like- the video it's like the the box is gorgeous and just the entire well, okay. setup okay how you so- pack I'm thinking about it more and like how many do you th- how many copies do you think they'd have to s- do you think consumers would have had to send back because the molds were because like the dice faces didn't fit right because like I, I played miniatures games before and there's a like a lot of flash from like the molds like you, you know what flash is, right? When it comes yeah, I know. to like modeling, yeah. like yeah. How I've, would you I've, like? I mean, I've played a lot of games where like game pieces just didn't fit like they were supposed to. Yeah, like, like I, I mean, how good do your molds have to be in order I'm to like s- prevent that from happening on such an elaborate fucking? I can't. I I can't speak to all. I can't speak for all copies of the game, but for the one that I played, it was, like, the most... Like, you know those YouTube videos where it's, like, oh, satisfying things, like, fitting into place and, like, <laughs> popping together? Like, it was, like, that. Like, it's, like, the most satisfying game to take apart and put back together. <laughs> Arguably more fun than playing the game itself, which is still really fun to play. Like, I don't understand how a game like this exists. <laughs> and maybe there's like some examples of defects, but like I'm I'm baffled that even like one copy of the game can be as fluent and flawless as like as it is. Like it it seems like like when I'm playing when I think of like cool games that have lots of parts that like also are kind of like fucky, I think of like Betrayal of House on the Hill, which has sliders for its skill pentagram thing, 
and you have a bunch of them and very few of them actually like either like very few of them are, are not either too tight or too loose like the large majority of them you're gonna have a hard time sliding or they're not going to stay on in place Wait, oh like, yeah i've played that game like once aren't there like some end scenarios there that are like actually impossible for one side um yes <laughs> yes betrayal of the house of the hill is bloated to fuck there are some really fun stuff and then there's some other um actually if we're talking about betrayal of the house of the hill one of my favorite like fuck the opponents over sorts of situations is the ones where you're the um like you're the traitor and you've got a situation where you can just put the room like it says, like oh, place this room somewhere, and then you're using that, and you place the room like one or two rooms away from your goal, and you essentially win, um, on your first turn. Like I forget what the uh, end, what our end goal was when I played it, like the one time that I played it, but uh, I remember um, there was one game I played where um, my cousin got, was wait, the. Hang on, all I gotta say is magic elevator, lol. Okay, continue. Well, yeah, you're right though. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. But um, with the um, there was one where my cousin was a traitor, and his goal was to kill us all. So um, as it usually is. Yes, yeah, as it usually is. And he had like these zombie things or whatever, and he's attacking all of them, like all of us. But and, like he has to attack with all of his guys every turn. But he kept getting like destroyed lux like 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 our guys just kept having Luxac rolls just like destroying the um monsters every time they attacked. <laughs> Partially because our strength was so high, but also just like our luck rolls were just that high. And like we ended it so quickly, like just because like he was attacking with everybody. Like Betrayal of House of the Hill is one of those games where there's so many permutations of what can happen that it can either be an incredibly unbalanced game or an incredibly too balanced game that takes forever. I've like, only played it I once, bro. I couldn't I, tell. I, I, lo- I love Betrayal of House on the Hill. Like, I, like For any newcomers, I'd highly recommend the Scooby-Doo edition that recently came out because it's much more beginner-friendly. Oh and it's fucking... Of course there's a Scooby-Doo version of uh, Betrayal of yeah. House on the Hill. Betrayal at Mystery Mansion. It came out, I think, a month or so ago. It's it's actually kind of fun, and it's like it's like made with kids, like like beginners in mind, or like kids in mind who can't keep track of like all the tokens. It's a lot more um, friendly towards the um, players rather than the um, the trader. Um, there's this whole Scooby Snack mechanic where Scooby Snacks let you re-roll <laughs> like a single like a single oh die. Oh my gosh! I I absolutely love it. It's not the most fun, but if you're trying to get someone into Betrayal at House on the Hill, that's the one to start with. Anyways, as it, anyways, moving on from Dice Forge, because um, that's all I really had to say. It's just, <laughs> it's it's if, just a, it's a fun game. If you're a board game fanatic and you haven't heard of Dice Forge, what is wrong with you? Like, wait, how like, recent check, did this game come out? Because that might have a little something to do with it. Oh, either earlier this year or last year. <laughs> like that, that might have a little something to do with it. Uh, I'm still gonna share. I'm I I will quickly Google right now, but. Like, shit. Like, if like if you're a aficionado aficionado of board games, like this is something you really want to check out. It's fun. It's production value is through the roof. Um, I imagine that. I recommend it's really expensive too. Um, probably. Um, like a game but, like that would have to be right. Yeah, I mean. Damn it! I'm on the Japanese Amazon for no good reason. 
Like, so I, I was looking like, why is it 7,200 yen? Oh, wait, that's yen. Um, uh, fucking dice words. Well, how much are you on Amazon? Fuck, I'm not going to ask Siri. I'm going to just type it in. Uh, dice words goes for $40, but it's got a, uh, but if you've got, um, prime, it's only $30. Huh. Which is actually, it's actually pretty good for a board game price, you know? Yeah, I think oh. the board, I think like the big board game that I got into was like 60. Oof. I can't remember. I got, I, again, I got it as a gift. Yeah, yeah I think the, 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 I will say the one detail about Dice, which I think really like just kind of sells just like how much love is put into it is the fact that like you have to put the card, like you have to separate the cards and put them in specific places, but the card art of the cards matches the places of the board they're supposed to fit in. And like, it looks like this seamless thing of like the board being like the cards being part of the board. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. That wasn't covered on there, but yeah. Oh, um, the, like the cards like slot into the board and right. I caught that part, but like there's different art styles for each of the decks. Yeah, they 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 match the terrain. Huh. Well, okay then. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that's 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 me talking about. I think one of the coolest board games I've ever like laid my eyes on. I wanted um Tar to share one of his games. Uh, Yeah, this is the coolest board game I've ever laid my eyes on. Triford. Ooh, (laughs) that is some sass. It's called Iron Dragon. I don't think I've talked about it on the show before, but I might. Have. No, I I would have remembered, and I don't remember anything. <laughs> um, you build trains. Ooh, it's a train you know, I think game. I've of, I think I've heard of this. Is this based off the Iron Dragon ride at um, fucking, um, an amusement park? No, because because there's there's a, in um Cedar Point at in Sandusky, Ohio, there is a um roller coaster called um Iron Dragon. Um, I'm but, sure that's just a coincidence. Anyway, probably it's a rail builder. So the board is a map that's like that has like hexagonal patterns of mileposts, and the game uh-huh. gives you a bunch of crayons, and you draw on the board. You make your own track. What that connects from city that connects from city to city on the board. Like each city, like most of the cities have certain goods that you can pick up. And the main gameplay is picking up goods at one city, dropping them off at another city. Mm. This is vaguely reminding me of one random fucking, uh, like video game that came out like a few years ago. Ah, oh, fuck. Then you I get, forget what it's called. It's almost Steam. You can get it a whole... Essentially a, okay. It was essentially a similar principle where it's like you're you're making stations and collect, connecting um train, like like these like trolley tracks around or whatever, or subway stations. And like you had to traverse people around and stuff. And it was basically like a, this sort of like roguelike, like minimalist experience. But... I'm I'm looking at the board and that's what it's like. That's what it's inspiring me of. Oh, you're looking at the Iron Dragon board. Yeah. Okay. So like, 
And, like, you get a whole bunch of, like, fantasy foremen that, like, reduce the cost of building through certain terrain. But you can only have one foreman at a time. Mm-hmm. Like, dwarves build through mountains for cheaper. Elves build through forests. Yada, yada. Typical uh, fantasy stuff. That's why it's called Iron Dragon. It's a fantasy train simulator. It's a fantasy train simulator. Also, the orcs don't give you anything. <laughs> fuck the orcs fuck the orcs there's one orc city that gives you gold okay that's fair okay that's I, I respect that other than that the orcs are just take 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 because of course they are because they're orcs I don't know that sounds a bit orcist to me weren't orcs like designed to be a race built on being evil I don't know I, I, I feel like that is your um that is your I, biased I, agenda I, against... I feel like that's what the original orc creator was... Uh, was that Tolkien? I think it was. Well, I, I think Tolkien's got issues that he need, needs to sort out. Um, question some of his choices. Tolkien. Maybe probably been maybe, dead maybe, for who knows how long. Ha, ha, has he considered that maybe the orcs are evil because of their situation, not because of um, some divine malice within them? The, anyways, yeah. So, <laughs> you the the end goal is to have a certain amount of money built up and have one continuous track that runs between seven of eight major cities, and those are the uh, big hex. Those are the big hexagonal cities you see on the board. Oh yes, I see. You need to connect to all but one of those. Why all but one? Um, just because like there there are only so many good routes to all of the to all of the major cities. Mm-hmm. Like it would it would be rough to build up all of them. Oh, okay. It um, would be rough, I... like because this game is supposed to support up to six players. Oh, okay. So yeah, that trying to have six tracks weaving around each other all throughout the all throughout the board is a recipe for suffering. Yikes. So uh, I am looking at this box and board. And I'm seeing all these like cards or is that like fake money? I can't really. Uh, there you, are you... cards and there is fake money. Oh, good. That's how you know it's a good game like Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's more cards than Monopoly. So uh, does that makes this game better. Most of those yes. are your contracts. Um, those give, you only need to fulfill one request on each contract card. Um, there are three requests. You, um, that tells you what you need to deliver to what city. Okay. Uh, yes. So this is, this is fantasy capitalism. That makes yes. sense. Fantas- During, like their, um. Yeah, fantasy trains. Yeah, fantasy. And, yeah. um, this is the game that my girlfriend left me for. You know what? I'd leave you for this game as well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at this, and let's be real. Contracts and crayons. Like... (laughs) It appeals appeals to the mature side of me and the childlike side of me. I, I, I don't know what to say, Tar, but Iron Dragon is the perfect partner. I'm I understand. 
this game is too perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like here we have the Chad Iron Dragon and the um the the Simptar. You don't have to remind me. Wait, you said Simp, not Virgin. Yeah. I forgot the meme. <laughs> that that wasn't a clever joke. I just forgot the meme. Damn. That sucked, bro. Yeah, I know. Um, so I think I, I find it interesting that we go from one like, like we go from Dice Wars, which is like this like very like high production value, like, like convoluted like puzzle like setup to drawing on a map with crayons <laughs> with cards. I like this. I like this aesthetic. <laughs> we have it's very bros in a landfill. It's like we have we have Soy Boy Dice Forge and Chad Iron Dragon. Like again, the game where you just draw track with crayon <laughs> and run train on it. <laughs> so, can you explain to me the process of um, running your train? Okay, and getting so, the resources. Your turn goes. So your turn goes. You have to move your train first, and your train moves X number of spaces, um, anywhere between ten. And 16 spaces, depending on uh, how much you've upgraded your train. Mm -hmm. And then after you're done moving, you do your build segment. You can spend up to 20 gold in a single turn. It costs 10 gold to upgrade your train once. And uh, most mileposts will will cost 1 gold to build to. Like Like the empty ones... Like, the plains and the desert cost one, like, forests and mountains cost two, unless you have an elf or a dwarf. Uh, like, the cat men will build through the southern jungle for a lot cheaper. Humans can build over water, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So, you, so that's how you expand your track, and that's how you run your train. Uh, it, do- it does cost more to build into cities, though, so you need to okay. be wary of that. Yeah, so there's a there's a resource resource management aspect to this as well. Yes, there you have to manage you have to manage your gold because you need to spend gold to make gold. Okay, so so where 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 Dice Forge is a dice builder, um, Iron Dragon is a train builder. Yes, yes, it's a train builder. It's exactly the same game, it's just you're just built one you're building dice and the other you're building trains. Exactly the same game. Totes. Yeah, this really is the builder cast. Just <laughs> talking about there's like as I want to talk about Ascension and um Star Realms a bit when we're done with this too, so like <laughs> just full and like, Again, I haven't played in so long. Yeah. Well I, I don't know what with, I um, could I, add. Well, it's not really adding anything. Um, Morris, I wanted to make a formal apology for oh. my behavior on the Star Realms cast. <laughs> like, like I was, you, I it, think I was just, I was salty you, fanboying over Ascension. Like, Star Realms is pretty cool. I like deck builders. I, like, I was, was say, Ascension you've, you've was, come to, you've come to terms with the Star Realms yellow faction. Yes. See, As- Ascension at its core was my first deck builder that I have truly got into, and it clouded my judgment. <laughs> the one thing that I think I do appreciate about Star Realms over Ascension is just how simple Star Realms is. Like, like, you, like 
on on the surface, like there's, there's a lot of similarity between Star Wars Ascension. You could essentially say once like like they're fantasy and sci-fi versions of like the same game. Right. Um, like I just I and to be real, neither fantasy nor sci-fi truly appeal to me. But the other the other day, um, I was my eyes were opened. I played the DC superhero um deck builder, which is better than both Ascension and Star Realms. <laughs> uh, oh, just, so now we're like, just here again. Yeah, no, no, but it's better because it's its own thing. I don't think Ascension or Star Realms are necessarily bad. Um, I think that actually Star Realms and Ascension are both very good. I think Ascension has a pro- Ascension over time has gotten a problem of becoming more and more convoluted. Uh, the most recent asp- expansion um um sale like. Fuck, I can't even remember what it's called, but you're you're essentially got pirate ships. Oh, and they, fine. Rather than just having a deck builder, you have these ships that go around the board, and you can collect like specific um cards from around the board. And there's also a kraken that you can defeat. And if you defeat the um kraken, you can um uh you get, get that like to join a lot your, more of those uh, victory points you were talking no, you, about. Well, how yeah, well that ago. also you 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 gate like the crack you basically tame the kraken and you can use the kraken to steal points from the opponent oh and like i I think playing like playing like playing um ascension like that without like all the other bullshit expansions like and all the other like stuff there's like ascension ascension is trying to spread itself too thin yeah well yeah i think well essentially becoming a board game at that point like added so much more to the formula of being a deck builder like it actually added some real strategy rather than just oh the luck of the um what cards show up like and and i think that's that's a big problem i think a lot of deck builders has have it's like if both players are playing at the top of their game and they know the strategies it just matters of what cards show up it's not just a matter of um doing stuff and that also got me to realize i only played star realms based expansion i played ascension like i played all the expansions yeah, of ascension you, you only played the so, base pack of star realms which is fucking so boring. Which so I came in from this perspective of playing the boring version, where if I only played the boring version of Ascension, I'd probably have similar expectations. And I would say even so, like I played both um their base set of the DC deck builder, and then I played the um uh the, the I think it was called like Dark Metal Batman or whatever. But it was like a, it was a it was something edgy, really. Yeah, like it was a super dark and edgy, but it added a lot. Like it actually like so one of the things that happened like you do like like the main goal in the like Batman well the DC one is um to get points by defeating defeating bad guys and getting cards like obviously but as the game goes on like the game ends by beating the the deck of supervillains but every time you beat a supervillain a new one shows up and an effect takes place immediately oh fine so um yeah so like. And the effect basically screws you over unless if you have a card that lets you dodge it. But what um Can you give like, an example? So, um oh damn it. I I forget exactly, but let's so like cards like there are one of the coolest features of the DC deck builder game is um like there are these like you get weak like these cards uh, like I think they're called weaknesses or whatever. And every time you um defeat a supervillain, uh like in the most recent, like, they're in both ex- sets, but like let's say in the most recent set, like the Dark Metal. Every time you beat a supervillain, you add one to your deck, and if you get, um, and what they essentially do in the original version is for every weakness you have in your deck, you lose a point. In the Dark Metal version, if you um 
uh, if you draw two weaknesses in the same turn, you have to um, uh, you have to give up one of your superheroes. Um, the bad guy, like the the big bad, like Dark Metal Batman, captures them, which basically means you lose you lose one of your superpowers that like help you break the game. And then to make matters worse, you 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 forfeit your turn. Oh, so fuck. so it adds this whole nother level of like trickery and fuckery out that you don't normally get in deck builders. So and this I think is a deck builder just, in which you don't want to draw a whole lot of cards. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it really it puts this whole like it actually adds this whole other level of strategy because in most deck builders it's just draw it's just, the most amount of cards you can in your turn to get the most amount of resources to fuck your opponent over. But in the dark metal, like well, death metal on Batman, it's like the death metal be, Batman. Yeah, it's like the 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 the. I mean, more, he could probably pull it off. Yeah, he like, he has that nice gravelly voice. Ooh, my parents <laughs> died. <Ooh. laughs> I love that. Oh. But like you're you're you put in these situations like at the start of the game, it's like oh yeah, draw as many cards as you want. But the the longer the game goes and the better you do, the further ahead you are of your opponent, the more weakness cards you have in your deck. And because of that, you get yourself in these situations where it's like hmm. Do I want to try to advance my game state by drawing more cards, or is it too risky at this point? Like, hmm, I need one attack to beat this last supervillain and end the game and win. But if I draw the weakness card, I could put myself in a very bad situation where I lose. Yeah, that that sounds like that sounds dope. Yeah. Oh, the other thing too is um when that happens, like so what what ends up happening is like you end up putting two of your um. Like, we put one weakness card back into the weakness pile. So you essentially um, remove a weakness card from your deck. But you put the other weakness card in your score pile. So traditionally what you do in DC Batman is you want to... Um, you'll, you'll have cards like like in like all deck builders where you remove cards from your deck. So it's like, oh, uh, remove... Like, 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 get rid of like... Uh, like, draw one card, get rid of one card. Or draw five cards, get rid of two cards. Like in, I was gonna say, okay, them. so in Star Realms, so the terms, idea is, oh, hang on, hang on, like, hang on. In Star Realms terms, is this like yellow or is this like red? I think I forget. It's been a while since I played Star Realms. Okay, but it's it's basically you're banishing the card. You're you're not discarding it. You're banishing it. Okay, so red. Uh, you're, yeah. So oh boy, I love red. Yeah, but so typically speaking, you want to destroy your weakness cards when you get the chance. Right. When you when you're put into that state of drawing two weakness cards. You put a weakness card in your score pile, which becomes permanent, and you can't get rid of it. Oh, like I think, and I th- if I'm if I remember correctly, the only way to get rid of the weakness card from your score pile is to be the one that defeats the last um, th- who beats the last um supervillain, like Dark Metal Batman. I see, or whatever, or whoever it was. Like whoever beats him gets to remove the weakness cards from the score pile, which creates this whole another level of. Do I take that risk of drawing another weakness card, or do I go for it and remove my weakness cards? I see. And, and to me, that just just proves just how, like, like to not take a base set of a deck builder at its face value because expansions and like other additions of it can add so much more strategy than you're expecting, other than just whoever can get the best cards when they show up on the field. Or whoever can just get the most cards that let you draw. Yeah, exactly. 
So, uh, once again, I, I apologize for my behavior towards Star Realms. I really should play some of the f- other expansions if I ever get money to do so. If I ever have a job and well, I, I mean, don't a lot of the like, Star Realms buy games with that money. are just more of the same. But okay. there are some that do cool shit. There, there are some, uh, there are some cards every here and there in an expansion that does something cool, like uh, the Pulverizer. It uh, is a five-cost green ship. Um, scrap something on the market and then add damage equal to the scrapped card's cost. So it really does pulverize. Yeah. Anyways, you that was de- my. You get to deny your opponent that Leviathan and get deal eight damage. Uh, yeah, so that was that was my um um my thing on um deck builders. Um uh, we need to be closing off, but I wanted to mention just one more game to tar. Oh like, boy. I didn't tell him what this game was. Um this is it's it's and it's in the same vein of building. Okay. Um, we really but, are, we really do be building today. And well, it's a game you build with cards. It's not a deck builder. No. This, this is a game so where you build a skyscraper. Oh, so or, it's like Jenga. Kind of like Jenga, but you're building a card skyscraper for the <laughs> for the, the the wonderful superhero Rhino Hero. Isn't that a villain? No, there is a um there is a kids game called Rhino Hero where you I'm use pretty cards. sure that's a villain. No, 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 no. It's not a, it's not a villain. Like like I I will I will show you. Uh <laughs> fuck, I will send you the uh, uh I'm pretty sure um, that's a Spider-Man villain try. No. You cannot no, fool me. No, there is the Rhino, but this is this is Rhino Hero. And this, on this wonderful game, uh fuck, let me just let me just send you the fucking image. Okay. Uh you 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 build what is a um it's like an apartment complex with cards and you play cards that tell you how you have to line up the um the the fold and line up the cards. So like all the cards you fold in half and stuff. That's okay. I guess so you have you have two types of um cards. You okay, have, so I imagine you have, there's like a kind of central peripheral that you can like kind of slot the cards into. No. So what you do is you have you have floor cards and you have wall cards. Okay. Um, wall cards are just free for anybody to take, and but the floor cards are the cards that are in your hand. Um, you have your um, you have your foundation. You can choose the, your difficulty level. So there's different um, floor card foundations you can use. But essentially, when you play a floor card, you have to um. I forget if it's either you or your opponent, but one of you have to take the wall cards and make the walls in the shape of the figure on the card. And then your next player plays a floor card on top of that. And then they have to put the wall, like, and then the, then you go back and forth putting walls and floor cards on top of, top of each other until it, you either run out of cards or it collapses. And like Jenga rules, whoever makes a collapse loses. And... If somehow you build it all the way to the top, you win. Well, it, like both players win. Okay. But that's not all. There's a special oh, all right. rhino. 
there's a special Rhino Hero card. So there's a token. There's like a Rhino like Rhino. I'm assuming hero, the Rhino Hero figure. card adds weight. Yes. So there's a figure called the Rhino Hero figure that when you play it, like the Rhino figure moves from wherever it is onto that floor. So he's constantly moving up the building as those cards are played, and, and as the building becomes less and less stable. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and until the building falls over. It's called Rhino Hero. It's a building game. This is the building podcast of cards and dice and trains. Now we're building an apartment. It's it's thematic, thank you. We sure do be building. Just like we're building up this podcast into um, a media empire, which everyone will watch 100 years from now. No, we fucking aren't. What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, if they like, they comment and they subscribe, or they um, do whatever the equivalent is of our podcast platforms, like on, like uh, on Anchor FM, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Pod. Is Google Podcasts even a thing anymore? Google Music's like dead. They've changed that to YouTube Music. I am incredibly upset because YouTube Music sucks. But this is an entirely different conversation. This is supposed to be the board games. Um, yes. Um, what was I saying? Board game empire. Uh, Empire, yes. Plague Inc. Plague yes. <laughs> this has been Bros in a Landfill signing off. Signing off. <laughs>